0: From verse seven, this is what it says. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, "Go and prepare the passover for us, that we may eat." That we may eat it. They said to him, "Where will you have us prepare it?" He said to them, "Behold, when you have entered the city, a man." Carrying a jar of water, will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house. The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room? Where I am, I may eat the passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room, furnished, pre- furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, And when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, divide divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruits of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, "This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Let's, let's go to the first Corinthians First Corinthians chapter eleven, from verse seventeen. But in the following instru- in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because you have come together. it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place. When you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I believe in it. In, I believe it in part, for there must be func- func- functions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat, For in, in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What do you not have? What do you not have house wait a minute? What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I receive from the Lord what I also deliver to you. That the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I would like you to note the word remembrance which is also we read in the book and in, the, in, in, in Luke. Those are instructions that Jesus is saying. In the same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it again, eat in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And then he says, Whoever therefore eat and eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself Then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. I've read the scripture because I would like to emphasize because in this church we take Holy Communion on a monthly basis and we have set aside the first Sunday of every month to share in the Lord's table. I would like to Remind ourselves, and that's why I took, I'm taking time to read this, uh, that this is a very important ceremony. It's a feast. It is one of the many feasts, I think seven of them, that the, the Lord requires the Israelites to observe the Passover. In the Old Testament, it was referred to as the Passover. And it reminded them, the night they left Egypt and they had to sacrifice a lamb and smear the doorpost with the blood of that lamb so that the angel of death who was to pass through Egypt and enter every house, because the Lord had decreed judgment, that night the angel was to kill every firstborn child in Egypt because there was a judgment that was proclaimed over Egypt because of the rebellion of the king refusing to allow the children of Israel to go. And for the angel to be able to distinguish who is an Egyptian and who is not an Egyptian, there had to be blood on the doorpost. It is when he saw the blood, he passed over that house. And move to the next house. And if the next house did not have the blood, there was death in that house. The firstborn child and the firstborn of the animals had to die. But where there was blood, life was saved. Praise the Lord. Why did Jesus then instruct us to do this in remembrance of him? I was sharing this this morning with the elders in the, as we were praying and I said, up to today, I do not have the real revelation While Jesus insisted, do this in remembrance of me. Because as you know, that Christ, when we was on earth, He was so humble that He would not demand people to remember Him. But when it comes to this act, He says, This do in remembrance of me. And I said in my interpretation. He was trying to remind them with a lot of humility that I paid the price. That you owe nothing. When you remember me and that I paid the price, you are free. Praise the Lord. This ceremony reminds us and Irene has alluded to that. That if you want to know the price of something, of a product, or the value of a product, look at the price it is given. Those of you that do business, you. when you go to China, you can get what you want, depending on the money that is in your pocket. Now, the Chinese will tell you, okay, is, is that what you have? We can give you this. Which is, it looks like the other one, but it is not the one. So quality, value, it is in the price. The Bible talks of unleavened bread. The day of the unleavened bread. That's what we read in the book of um, Luke. That that is the day of the Passover. And I also was interested to find out what is this unleavened bread. Because it is the bread that had to be eaten that particular day. And what is leaven? Because we need to understand what is leaven before we understand what is unleavened. Unleavened is a fermenting agent like yeast or baking powder. When it is put in a dough, it causes it to rise. Those of you that make mandazi or whatever cakes, if you want it to rise, you have to put some yeast in it. That is what is called leavened. But why is it unreavened? And then I went ahead to search and to find out why and I discovered in the Hebrew culture leaven is associated with evil or sin. Or corruption, evil, sin, corruption, hypocrisy. And that's why Jesus would caution the disciples, Beware of the living of the Pharisees. Referring to the religion of the Pharisees. That is based on hypocrisy, corruption, evil, and sin. Praise God. Pastor, where are you driving to? I am driving to the importance of what we are just about to take. Because many times, and I repeat this, because many times we become religious and we take it as a, as a ritual because it happens, it has to be taken. And therefore, because I am part of them, I have to participate. And we miss, the reason why I'm emphasizing on this, it is because when we do it that way, then we miss the blessings that goes with it. Because for Jesus would say, do it in remembrance of me, it means when it is done in his remembrance, praise God, he is also part of that event, praise the Lord. When we are remembering an event, we are remembering what someone did. We put a lot of importance on what he did. And more so, if we remember somebody who is alive, though we rarely do that. But in this case, Jesus is saying, do this in remembrance of me. And when you understand the importance of this, you take time to prepare yourself. Praise the Lord. Do you know what it means to take time to prepare yourself? It is not just to repent or to look holy that particular day. It is so that you you, you can be able to participate fully with joy and confidence and understanding of why you are doing it. And then, When you do that, you now reap the benefits of what you are doing. Praise the Lord. I'm saying this because many times we miss the importance of this. And I want to tell you, I have had testimonies. People testify of healing. When they take the Holy Communion, they receive physical healing. Praise the Lord. It happens because this is not just another ceremony. It is a reality. We are doing it in remembrance of Christ. Amen. Who paid the price so that I can be able to start here. Weak as I am as a human being. Imperfect as I am. But when I look to Him and acknowledge Christ, you died for me. And you paid the price. And I turn to Him and say, Lord, forgive me my sins with sincerity. Then... I move out of this place as a righteous person. That's what it means. Praise the Lord. And this morning, I'd like you to get to understand what is this that we are doing today. And Paul says, examine yourselves. He rebuked the Corinthians first. Why? Because they had taken this ceremony in vain. It was an opportunity for showcasing who has more food and better food than the others. Because for them, the ceremony was like, you come with your food and your drink, and then it's, we eat. Actually, for them, they were not even sharing. You eat yours. And it is said then, you know, those, the rich would come with you, and they would sit together, and the poor would come with their, and they would be on one corner. And then Paul says, what is this? Can I commend you for this? Because have seems like we have missed the importance of this. He says, for this particular thing, I am not commending you. You deserve a rebuke. You deserve judgment. For you are misusing the Lord's table. Now, praise God. We do not allow you to come with food. Because if we do, and can att- attest it to you, if we allow people to come with their food, you will see, we will just behave like the Colindians. We are human beings. You look for the best. You say, where is the Holy Communion? So it's the time to prepare the best. The unfortunate thing is that when you come with your best and you, you do not share with that guy who only came with old Ugari that was left over because he had nothing else to bring. Thank God that we have prepared. But that aside, what about the preparation? What about the examination that we need to examine ourselves? What about taking touch? Did you remember this morning that today is the Holy Communion Day? Did you remember? Now I'm going to ask a question. Come on, let's, see. let's show lift up our hands if we remembered. Anybody who remembered, you'd be shocked. Yeah? About 20% of us remembered. Now, honestly, now can you see the problem? How many of us are prepared for this? And that's why I said, we take it as a ritual because we didn't even remember it's a time, it's a Holy Communion. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. If that reminds you, if, if, if to remember him that particular day, what we are saying is, what happened to him? If we understand that it, there was a sacrifice that was made, the Israelites had to kill a lamb. And anyone who never did it that night, I can tell you, it doesn't matter, even if he was accursed into Moses. The angel did not pass over. He entered into that house and there was death. And I can tell you there is a possibility that there are some Israelites who lost their bonds. Because they are, human beings are human beings. When we are given instructions there are those who will always kupuza. Ah, haita fanyika. How many times do we say haita fanyi? And these instructions. Praise the Lord. He paid the price. We cannot afford to be taking this lightly. Amen? Allow me to be tough today. And I'm tough as a pastor. The reason is because I see us doing it Sunday after Sunday. And I'm asking myself, is there a transformation that is taking place? Has somebody been healed today? Is there a terminal illness that has been healed when we partake of the Holy Communion? Yes, that is what is supposed to happen. Because that car represents his blood. That bread represents his body. Amen? And the Bible says, by his stripes, the beatings that that body received, we received our healing. Tonight, this morning, I want, my desire and my prayer is that sicknesses will not stand the power that is in that bread. Diseases, infirmities, will not stand the power that is in that blood. Sin, evil and wickedness, will not stand it. That we shall be convicted to turn away from sin because there is power of redemption. Guilty that many of us are carrying because of things, sins that we committed and the devil keeps reminding us and we've been unable to overcome it. We carry that guilt today I want to pronounce that guilty will not withstand the power that is in that blood. For that blood has the power to forgive. Amen? And cleanse you and set you free. For that is the reason why Christ came to set us free. Many of us are carrying guilty. And we cannot prosper. We cannot proceed. We cannot encounter His presence. Because we do not think we are worthy tonight or this morning again. As we share the cup and the bread, I want you to focus, not on those elements, but on Him who said, do this in remembrance of me. Amen? And if you believed that by confessing your sins to Him, that you can receive salvation, and today you are saved, praise God, why do you have difficulties in believing that the same blood has power to deliver you from anything, any fear, any infirmity? Why don't you believe that as you partake of this, that cancer will dry like the fig tree. That diabetic will disappear in the name of the Lord. Even HIV AIDS viruses, if they are in your body, I challenge you, dare you believe and take this believing that it has power. They will dry in the name of Jesus. But the problem, as I said, if we do it like the Corinthians, it loses its meaning. It loses its power. And I can tell you, it will not work for me when to Meipuza. If there is any defilement within us, because we are body, it will just be another ceremony that has passed. That's why we are concerned. We want everybody to be on board today. Amen? So please, today, I want to give you time to examine yourself, to focus on the cross, and to turn to the cross, and to make confession to Christ. And if possible, if you need to make confession to somebody, confess sins Eat to one another. The Bible says so. Praise the Lord. And if we do that, then we shall reap the benefit. And today I'm convinced great things will happen in this house. Healing will take place. Deliverance will take place. People will be set free from guilt. Amen? Because that's what the Lord wants to do in this house today. Hallelujah. Alas, well, they worshipped him. I don't know which song that can cause us to examine ourselves, to ask for forgiveness, whatever it is. You know it. We sing that very prayerfully. We take, let's give ourselves time. And allow the Lord to work on us. Don't be too hard on yourself. Release yourself to the Lord today. If it means making confession to one another, as I said, you are free to move. Don't be ashamed. You can go to someone and say, Pastor or whoever, I come. I want to make this confession. Do it. If you need to do it to your neighbor, do it. If you can't do it to anybody, do it to the Lord. He is here and He's listening. reasoning. Amen. All right. Oh